Welcome to Bullshit Free Witchcraft. I'm Trey Dorn, and yep, we are back for episode four. And uh, it's the end of October. And you know what that means in a few days. It'll be October 31st, unless you're listening to this afterwards. And then, hey, it was October 31st at some point. In any case, because of <laughs> the monumentous, monumentally important date <laughs> at the that this episode's releasing around, uh, we thought we'd do something special, uh, even though this is only the fourth episode. And that is, uh, there, there are two ways we could have gone with this. We could have either talked about the spiritual significance of Samhain, or, or, and, and this is the, the other way, is that we could fully embrace the spirit of uh, Halloween and talk about ghost stories. Because why why wouldn't you take time to talk about ghost stories? And this episode is is going to be at least an hour long. <laughs> this is not going to be a short one. Normally this podcast is meant to be between 20 minutes to a half an hour, but this this one's going for an hour or more, depending on what I cut out and what I don't cut out in the edit bay. Because I'm not alone this episode. I'm Lee Bradford. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> and we're going to have a little conversation. We're going to be talking about ghost stories. <laughs> okay. I got I got opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so like every everyone who i've ever met who's a witch in my, in my experience has at least some interest in in ghosts mm-hmm. it's there's it, it it seems to be one of the few universal interests and maybe i'm wrong maybe there's someone out there who who is doing witchcraft who has absolutely no curiosity or you know but that just seems unlikely because if you're interested in the power of doing magic, why wouldn't you also be interested in things that in theory exist as pure energy or whatever? <laughs> right. Well, I was obsessed with ghosts for a while. Like, I want to say uh, 14-ish years old. Like, I even did... I went to one of, like, those ghost hunting things Uh that met at my local library and oh, I was too young yeah. to go. Yeah. I went to one that met at the local hotel con- conference center once oh. in my twenties. That was, those oh, things are hilarious. No. Yeah. No, I went to, I was too young to go on any of their trips. Um, but I'm sure you know what kind of wackadoos go to those things. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a pretty, I like, Every once in a while, I have these thoughts like, man, maybe I'm just a real crazy person and, and there's a reason people don't like me. And then I remember when I was 14 going to the library and meeting these people who were more obsessed with ghosts than I was and thinking, well, at least I'm not that entire room of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not saying, Not saying, I mean... I mean, I'm sure they're very nice people, but man, they would not shut up. Well, and, and they, yeah, and I think also people take a lot. Like I'm, I am first off. I'm clear. I'm a very firm believer in the paranormal because mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I'm sitting here having this conversation. But I also 
some people just believe anything and it drives me nuts. Like mm-hmm. I swear to God, if I have to like so I'm a I'm a big fan of BuzzFeed Unsolved's uh supernatural uh episodes because well they're hilarious and they never find anything but um they in re- more recent seasons they've introduced using the spirit box which is just this little radio thing that flips through channels and it's like really clearly just picking up clips of different radio sh- things that are playing at that moment and they keep finding like you know oh it's saying this and i'm like i don't hear that at all and that's <laughs> your brain yandy or laurel yeah that's your brain looking for patterns it's like mm-hmm. I, I i don't i don't think evp works either but at least like you can get me on board for why you believe that you know it's like it's a radio yeah it's a radio there are literally huge now if you put a faraday cage around the room and then put that in the middle of the room maybe 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 but because that should block out static too, but not not this. After our conversation last time, I went on. I decided to see, you know, what there actually was in Ohio that was haunted. Because I, I mean, I did that when I was living in Indiana. I hadn't done it here yet, and it was just kind of like, well, why haven't I? Mm-hmm. Um, and Ohio is crazy haunted. Like it's a pretty big state, and and there's tons of different history and. Anybody who's who's at all interested in the Civil War will tell you a bunch of different stories about oh, yeah. what happened in the Civil War and why there's ghosts everywhere. The problem is, I can see the bullshit. I can see like where these are gimmicks and why they are why people believe these things. Like yeah. I know that the tavern downtown isn't. It, it might actually be haunted, but the. Uh, the one that says, oh, we have a ghost cat. He's a friendly ghost cat. So, like, don't let that prevent you from spending <laughs> your money here. And the haunted mansions downtown, too. Oh, God, the... oh that's a that's a great way to make money after have... the person who owns it dies. I have. So I have I have had many I've had many experiences. I've had many personal experiences with with ghosts over the years and or spirits or whatever the heck we're going to call them because we'll probably have a conversation about what's a ghost later in the show but i none of them zero of them have been in a manor house or like some (laughs) dead rich person's place and i've been in places like that i've toured the pabst mansion i've like it's none of my experiences have been in i have i have like and i've had i lived with a ghost for a while and it was in a house built in the 1960s a duplex Haunted duplex. It is the haunted duplex, and we can talk about that later. But, but it's, it's only on only on the one floor. On the one floor. Uh, so the I, I always find restaurant ghosts hilarious. So I forget <laughs> the name. I think it's the Country House. It's uh, that might be the name. It's it's this restaurant in Clarendon Hills in suburban Chicago that apparently the women's restroom is haunted. <laughs> just the women's restroom. Huh? Yes, just the women's restroom. It says so on Moaning the menu. Myrtle, huh? Well, I'm just like, well, first off, I'm like, you know, bathrooms make a lot of noises, especially in the Midwest where, like, there's massive temperature shifts. And, but, but whatever, apparently there's a ghost in that, that bathroom to make a good burger. Oh, all right. Well, not the ghost. <laughs> the ghost doesn't make the bur- burger Do ice cream. Do we think. know? <laughs> Do we I know? haven't actually 
I haven't actually visited any of the places in Ohio yet that are haunted, though there is one just down the street from me where it was apparently uh, a doctor um, killed his wife uh, and uh, her. you can see her, like, he beheaded her. And you can see, like, if you drive down the, the road at night, you can see the ghost of her whatever and her head will roll across the road. And it's like... Are you are you I need sure to put it's a not wig, a possum? I need to put a wig on a basketball. I know. It would be so easy. And with Halloween coming up and I'm just down the road and I can't pass that up. By I, by a nerf ball, by a mask of anybody's head, really, as long as it doesn't have a beard. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think who who there would be. I mean, there's still Hillary, um, yeah, Hillary still, Clinton masks out yeah. there, but I think that that's a step too far. <laughs> yeah, no, that that feels we just, wrong. We could do one for Donald Trump, and yeah. we could just pretend, no, and I can be you, happy with that. You buy a Donald Trump head, you buy a cheap Arta wig, you hot glue it on. <laughs> I think this will work. And then, and and. Then your plan gets uh, foiled by some meddling kids, and uh, <laughs> the estate gets sold to the rightful owner instead of the spooky ghost pirate. And that's that's how you make a, stu- a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> we're we're three steps away from a Scooby Doo villain here. I think that's when we need to stop. <laughs> no, I think we need, I think we need to go full Scooby Doo villain. All right, the only okay. way that makes sense. Fight fire with fire. Um, I don't know. It's so. I think there's an interesting experience whenever someone first sees a ghost, and it's. I don't know. For me, like when the first time I saw one, like I had this moment where like I thought I believed in ghosts, and then I discovered that's. But then I really believed in ghosts. (laughs) Like you go from that moment of like I think ghosts are real, and this. This ghost I've heard stories about is real, and and then and then you see it, and you're like, oh shit, it's real. Run! <laughs> it's like so. I grew up. Uh, I, I grew up in the Milwaukee suburbs. I went to Wauwatosa East High School, and there's this legend about a theater ghost there because every theater has a legend of a ghost, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now I researched this. It's supposed to be called Fitz, and there are like a ton of stories. And I went and researched, and I could not find verification for a single one of them. Like I dug through the school's history, the town history, because I'm a massive nerd, and like I went to the library and was pulling up like school yearbooks from like the 1920s. Like, uh, it was. It, 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 I I really went down a rabbit hole, I'm realizing now in <laughs> retrospect. But it was the 90s. It was the best I could do. You know, it's I couldn't uh, I couldn't go dig online for obituaries because, again, it was the 1990s. Uh, but anyways, as far uh, no one really knows the story about how it happened, but there are always stories about, like, stuff moving around. And, I mean, frankly, it's a bunch of teenagers probably putting off a whole bunch of energy in a uh, building... Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking more poltergeist than ghost, but whatever. That's honestly, that's honestly how I feel about that um, opera house I went to in uh, Wapkinita. That's now an antique store. That place is haunted as fuck, but it's not by a ghost, right? <laughs> um, and so, but anyways, so like I always, I always knew it was like I was, I felt it, like I believed it was true because I'd heard enough story from people who I trusted and knew and who I knew wouldn't lie to me. But I like I never saw anything myself until one day. 
I was helping backstage during like so our our theater was staffed by students all the time. It like there there was no like there was a teacher who was in charge of of monitoring it, but like there wasn't like a if someone wanted to use the theater and like needed lights or like sound setup or anything like that, it was just it would be students who were mm-hmm. brought in. Um it would be part of the the the, the theater club. The Tosa East players would show up and run the equipment. And I really wasn't there to do anything, but I was keeping a friend of mine company who was. And the so the backstage bathrooms are not on the ground level. They're they're up like three flights of stairs um, backstage, up these metal clanking stairs. And I went up them to you to there. They're actually two flights. There's a stone set and a metal step. I went up the metal flight of stairs because um, it was closer but I noticed how loud I was and I knew that sometimes when people go up and down those stairs you can hear it in the house and it was a house full of like I think like one of the sports teams had reserved the theater and were having some like meeting at night there and so I realized how loud it was so I went up to these bath- after I got out of the bathroom I was like oh I should try to take the stone stairs and I cut through uh, there's this makeup room that you have to cut through to get to the other set of stairs and I got to the other set of stairs and they were locked. And so I was like, okay, I've got to go through the, I've got to go down the metal stairs. And so I walked back into the makeup room. And while I was in there, in the darkened room, this blue ball of light formed in the middle of the room. Shit. And then it darted around the room and went into the wall. Well, that's fucked up, man. And I'm really glad I went to the bathroom right before that. <laughs> <laughs> and I went bolting out of that room red flying down those those metal stairs like nobody's business and i apparently was very audible but i did not care because holy shit (laughs) and that that is i think i was 17 at the time like that is the first time i i ever saw a ghost and i was like oh shit no no i i didn't used to believe i really believe now Make a believer out of you. Like, <laughs> oh boy. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. So you actually saw an orb in real time, not just in yeah, a photo. Right. But that's also why, like, I see photos like, oh, it's an orb. I'm like, that's dust. That's dust. Anybody who has ever owned a camera can tell you that's dust. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it was, it was something I'd only describe as an orb only because it was like spherical and glowing, but. If it only showed up on your camera, that's dust. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I, I actually do. There was a, I, a photo I have from when I was like all in on my ghost believing shenanigans uh, from the art, from like the art studio in my uh, high school. And it was just this big white blob in front of my, in front of my friend Mike's head. And I was like, that's an orb. It's a ghost. So That's I would dust. like, yeah, I would zoom in, <laughs> I'd zoom out. It's like, what does it mean? I was like, absolutely. I was like, man, this place is haunted. The my school had only been built in two thousand and one, mind you. <laughs> and it was at this point 
2003. But everybody had made, (laughs) yeah, people had made all of these like stories about how somebody had jumped from the balcony because there's a balcony in the in the teacher's lounge. Somebody jumped from the balcony and splatted before they uh, before they even built the building. You know, like one of the one of the workers jumped. You know, but that would have that would have been news. That there would have been news. I would have seen that. But I, I was like I said, like It'd fourteen be a years memorial old. Plaque. Exactly. I be, well, I mean, the person who constructed our school was super shady. Like he stole bricks from the construction site to build his own house. Of like he did. Like he. Gee, your a, house seems to exactly match the school. I don't know how that happened. The school and the prison, mind you, because they were designed <laughs> by the same person. Yeah, uh, it's not a great school. Um, so, I mean, you can understand why the energy in there would would give you the impression that it was haunted. But, like, the steps would be uneven one day and not uneven the other day. The um, the pipes would burst all over the place. Stuff like. Everything seemed kind of warped, and the really the reason what for that was the ground embezzlement. <laughs> they didn't actually spend a whole lot of time setting the the groundwork. They were in a hurry, and we were built on a floodplain. Oh, jeez! <laughs> the front window cracked like uh, just a couple of years ago, and it, I haven't even graduated that long. So it's not a great school, but I was fully believing that it was because it was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> and now I look back and I am ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I at least went to a school that had been like uh, that's been up for like a hundred years. I wish, man. That sounds cool. <laughs> I yeah, but that's uh And the theater's in the old section of the building because they, they greatly expanded it in the sixties, but the theaters they used to have a tower. And then they got rid of the tower because uh, the uh, it wasn't they couldn't adequately have fire escapes for it, like okay. for the amount of time it took students to get out of the building. So they tore down the tower. But there are photos where it has this tower on it with like this glass dome, and it's beautiful. And it has your, a third. Your school f- sounds kind of cool. <laughs> it has a third floor that is sealed off because. Again, the same fire escape problems, but it's just storage. So, like, every year students break into the third floor of the school. (laughs) Tradition. The the only entrance, the only unsealed entrance to the third floor is through the theater. Which is, yeah, and and you have to go up this staircase that goes over the stage. And so, like, you're, like, two or three stories up in the air over the stage. Sometimes I'm starting to think that like theaters are haunted by design. Like they have so. like it's a requirement for what? it to be because a theater, there's a secret be door to a sealed off uh th- the sealed off tunnel under the school is also accessible through the theater. It's really weird. Like everything's through the theater. Like cuz there you there's a grade school across the street from my high school and there used to be an uh, an under the street tunnel that still exists. It's just sealed off on the grade school end. Okay. And you can All right. And the doors to that are in the theater. They're in the theater basement where we store all of like where they they store all like the old set stuff. All right. That place is like full of hidden doors and passages. It's like no wonder <laughs> there's a freaking ghost. 
um, that's another one of those those um, urban legend ghost stories is the tunnels that run beneath the town because everyone has them. Right. Even Except Muncie, I'm, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the 1960s happened. Yeah. Um, between service War. tunnels for uh, Cold War and then like there was um, service tunnels for like really bad blizzard days and stuff like that. And then uh, in Ohio, we have um, the unfinished subway state uh, subway uh, tunnels where they almost they got so close to finishing and oh, then they yeah. ran out of budget. That's that that subway's famous. Yeah, that's the one for that's the um, story for uh, I think that's Elevator Brewing Company. Oh no, Elevator Brewing Company was the person who was murdered on the corner. There was um <laughs> there was a yeah. There's a bar downtown, I can't remember what it is, um, where that is connected to those tunnels. And apparently, if you are alone in the bar around closing time, you can see a hooded figure darting about in the back of the back of the bar and he will disappear into the tunnels. And there's no way to get in or out of the tunnels, but they are there. So there is a hooded figure darting around back by the tunnels. That, that just sounds like a teenager. I thought so too, <laughs> but I also did not realize that the that it was connected to the um, the underground substation. Ah. so I kind of want to explore that, but I also don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I am small and I don't run very fast. <laughs> well, I'm I sure would. I'm... I, I'm sure there are plenty person. of Urban Explorer videos on YouTube that you can do it vicariously. I think I'm going to just do it vicariously because I am the first bitch to get murdered in a <laughs> scary movie, and I don't like that. It's out- <laughs> I'm just going to stay a florist, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like every every it, it, like any actual like paranormal experiences I've had, none of them were like I I never I never had like. When I went look, when I go looking for ghosts, that's when I never find them. It's when mm-hmm. I'm trying to avoid them or just go about my day. That I, those are the times that I've historically like encountered things, and it's like I don't like because there's a park in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, um, Owen Park, which is right next to the university campus, and it's been the source of like a couple of really weird experiences and then one overt, like, kind of terrifying one. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of terrifying. Well, okay, so... uh, It's... It's a park that, so it's it's right along the river next to the university. Like, uh, it's... uh, The the Chippewa River goes through the middle of the university and it's like, it's... It's across the river from the main university, but it's right next to the uh, the Fine Arts Building, and it's right off like at the intersection of First Street and Water Street. And Water Street's the bar district, so it's like it's in a very student neighborhood. And when I was a college student many moons ago, uh, so early twenties, uh, my friends and I used to do goofy things like walk there at four in the morning and hang out on the playground because we were bored college students and, uh, you know, no one had class on Tuesdays. So, <laughs> and, and, and we went there a bunch of times and the, the playground was well lit. And, uh, 
since we weren't and all the cops are over by the bars so like we weren't going to get shooed off the playground by anybody and mm -hmm. obviously you know it's four in the morning if you if there are any children out there that would actually be more terrifying um, yeah <laughs> so there the, no, play there, with us danny there are no ghost children in this story uh but so anyways like i I one time tried to like the first like the first experience like was easily dismissed as being in my own head right it was I tried to meditate once in that park and had a really weird uncomfortable feeling mm -hmm. like something didn't want me there and it kind of made me kind of iffy but like it's one of those things where you're not sure if this is like is this something or is this just me being skeeved out because sometimes it's just me being skeeved out and, mm -hmm. you know, because I could just be skeeved out because, you know, it's a public park and, you know, I might not be in the safest position from living things. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, that could just be my instincts telling me that wasn't a good thing to do. Because, you know, like, I could get, like, kicked by somebody. Not like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's... Because people are jerks. Right. Well, yeah. and we're in a student neighborhood in the middle of the night. Drunk people are jerks. But anyways... um. So, but, but that's kind of what made me really, and so I started just kind of get uncomfortable when I looked at, cause part of the park is wooded, is this whole wooded area, um, before you get to the bandstand. Um, so yes, in the first episode of the West Wing, when Josh Lyman asked if Eau Claire, Wisconsin has a bandstand, it does, <laughs> um, as he threatens a, a congressman from Wisconsin, uh, but so, like, whenever I looked into those woods, I kind of got a weird feeling, but I never, like, saw anything overt, right? Like, it wasn't, but I just started to get a weird feeling, and so one night, like, I knew a bunch of my friends were hanging out at that playground. I had been out late doing something else, and then I was going to meet them there, and so I'm, there's a sidewalk that runs alongside the woods that it's by the road, and so to the left of me is all, like, apartments, but, like, no one's out and about. To the right of me is just this woods that has been making me feel skeeved out and uncomfortable for like weeks and so like i feel fine on the playground but the woods just make me feel nervous and i just like i i vocalize i'm going as fast as i can because i'm, I'm walking as fast as i can and i i swear to god what feels like a whisper an inch away from my ear i hear clearly the words go faster Shit. <laughs> and like, I don't hear it all in my left ear toward the street. It's completely, it's like, it's right in my ear and it is clear as day. And that's when I started booking it. Oh, wow. Uh, I would too. Cause that's fucking frightening. Right. Absolutely. Frightening. And I've, I've talked to people and like, just tried to make sure it wasn't some sort of auditory hallucination it like if it had been an echo i would have heard it in both ears because you know sometimes sound travels strange at night like mm -hmm. there's the recurring joke about the ghost phone in my neighborhood the ghost phone well because it's clearly just sound echoing from somewhere where like in the middle of the night you will hear the clear sound of a phone ringing it's just somebody else's phone ringing it's like some phone in an office ring it's like it's that it's that stereotypical like digital like ring that you hear on phones made in the 80s and later mm -hmm. and it's like there are a couple of office buildings that are higher than everything else around here and so like you'll just be walking through a suburban neighborhood in the middle of the night and you'll hear the ghost phone and you know it's just someone's phone 
but it seems to come from every, but you can hear that in both ears yeah this was and then, just right in my ear yeah that's fucking creepy man yeah I don't go to that park I wouldn't I, after that I would not either that's that's nuts but that's just a public park that's <laughs> like I mean probably awful things have happened there Something there just does not like you. It's a public like you park. Specifically. Yeah, it does not. It is not fond of me. And so I don't go there. But it's. The, yeah. It's, that's fair. I I, I kind of relate to this. Um, I actually do have an experience uh, that I would like to share. And it's not something that I have. It's something that I have not started talking about until um, a couple years ago. Uh, because I was sure that I was going crazy and there's a little bit of backstory here that I'm going to have to set up. So, um, like I said, I was obsessed with ghosts when I was, when I was younger. And part of that is because we used to, um, joke that our house was haunted. And the thing is that there was no actual evidence that it was haunted. It was it was a house built in the 1950s. So things would settle. The floorboards weren't always even, there was a draft, so things would fall off shelves, or you'd hear a thump in the middle of the night. It was probably just a fucking squirrel. Um, and, and it was also set way back um, in the woods, and everybody kind of it gave the idea of looking like it was haunted just because it was shrouded in darkness pretty much always. And one thing that kind of put it into my head that the place was haunted like really haunted was I would wake up all the time with bruises and scratches on me. Cue the spooky organs. Spooky organ. Um, and I was actually, I was really concerned, but I didn't tell anybody because that sounds crazy. So I would just tell people that my house is haunted and I would let them draw their own conclusions. And I learned later that what I what was happening is I was sleepwalking and I would injure myself when I was getting back into bed. Now, when you um, sleep disorders are different for absolutely everyone. If you um, I don't know if anybody else remember if anybody remembers what they do or what they're thinking or what they're dreaming when they sleepwalk. But I didn't remember a goddamn thing. So I just thought that I was sleeping soundly and something was like hitting me upside the head upside the face or something like that yeah so i was sleepwalking and i would injure myself this stopped right about when i was 12 i stopped doing it i just grew out of it i stopped doing it and um life went back to kind of a normal thing i got i got out of my ghost obsession when i was probably 16 and i kind of grew away from that And then one day I was returning home from college. I think I was 20, 20 years old. I was staying in my parents' house. I was sleeping in the same room that I had slept in when I was a kid. And it's on the second floor. And um, I just, I sit bolt upright in bed. And I was sleepwalking. I am conscious of the fact that I was sleepwalking. Now, you have to remember that I would not remember anything that would happen yeah. during these vats of sleep, uh, sleepwalking. I would just, it would just happen. But I was aware that I was not awake, that I was dreaming. And I sat straight up because I heard a noise. And that noise was a song. It was this tune, this like haunting melody 
that wove in and out of like it I like I felt it in my bones like I could feel it rattling in my rib cage I sat up and I got out of bed and uh, the only thing I can really remember was that song I had to I had to find it I I was drawn towards it and I can remember only a few things like I remember leaning against the wall for support, putting my hand on the rail, going down the stairs and into the kitchen and facing the back door where the screen was open because it was a hot June evening. It had to be three in the morning. It was humid and it was hot, so we kept the doors open. And I was facing that back door and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of the kitchen it snaps and my head is clear and I'm awake. I'm aware. I know what's happened. And I'm like, I'm just standing naked in the middle of the kitchen, staring at the back door, wondering what happened to this song, why I'm here. And I am frightened. Yeah. And I don't tell anybody this because at the time I was going, I was trying to figure out like, am I, cause I was going through anxiety disorder, uh, my anxiety disorder really bad. Okay. And I was try- I did not want that on me and the sleepwalking coming back and the auditory hallucinations and all of that at once. But it, so I had to like figure out whether or not that was a thing that was still happening, like if it was if it was a symptom. But it only happened once and never again. So I don't know. I would not call that a ghost. Like every time I rethink about it, like I replay it in my head. Yeah. I think I think fairies. Yeah. Because I was going straight towards the uh, straight towards the woods, but it was scary as fuck. Let me tell you. <laughs> and um, every once in a while, I will hear like in the baseline of a different song, or I'll hear it in the soundtrack of a TV show or a movie. I'll hear something that's just similar to that song and I will have to like turn it up and I'll have to stop stop talking and listen to see if that is in fact the song and some things get really close that they lose it after a minute and I'm like shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's the that's really the only thing that I can call like call an experience um, mm-hmm. as a ghost story that's not a, a, a one of the made up ones about like a ghost cat or something like that. Like that's, that's probably the scariest supernatural thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's, I mean, that's, that's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Especially when you're not sure if you're crazy or not. Yeah. That would. So so what do you think a ghost? Like, I don't actually think that ghosts are usually i don't really believe that they're the, the spirits of dead people most of the time like i don't even know if i ever believe that it's i'm i i'm a skeptic when it comes to like i mean maybe they are i i don't want to like obviously eliminate possibility but everyone like always describes like these paranormal experiences to like some guy died here whatever but i i honestly just think there are things that exist in the world that are energy and have always been energy. Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, that is, um, I'm pretty much on board with you. Um, I think that it's easier for people to personify, uh, energy as a person who has passed on. 
Um, partially just because for, I mean, literary references always make ghosts out to be, uh, people. It helps us deal with the uncertainty of death. It helps us, um, put an explanation on something that we cannot explain. Yeah. I don't think it's always that though. Like, um, sometimes a place is just spooky. It's just a spooky place, and it's it's because it has an energy. Like, yeah. uh, roads that go on forever in one direction, those are haunted. <laughs> but they're not haunted by a ghost. They're just... Yeah. They're just unsettling, like the entirety well, of Nebraska. Oh, God. Yeah, I-80 through Nebraska. It's, you can take <laughs> your hands off the steering wheel if your alignment's good and not have to put them back on for, like, 20 minutes. I'm not saying I've tested this, but I've tested this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a point at w- uh, in Nebraska where you just don't even see, like, signs anymore. You just see road. And, like, it puts you in a trance, and that's a dangerous thing to be. Nebraska <laughs> is flat and yellow. It's flat and yellow. The only interesting part of Nebraska is Omaha, which is trying to escape into Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I, I think that uh, I... I Nebraska is like, like if if the gods created the world, when they got to Nebraska, they just hit the yellow fill tool. That's a great way to describe Nebraska. That's, I've, when you're driving across Nebraska, you have a lot of time to think of ways to describe Nebraska, mm-hmm. especially when well, you know you have to do it again in like a few days the other direction. Well, we actually took seventy th- or we took ninety through Iowa. Um, the first time we were going to Yellowstone and I took, I took, uh, 80 through, uh, Nebraska instead on the way back. Yeah. So I only had to do it once, but I think probably the most unsettling part about Nebraska is like when you're coming in from Wyoming and you see like the oil rigs, just like, and I'm making the motion with my hands, but you can't see <laughs> the motion because this is audio. This is radio. But... <laughs> Um, like the kind of like slow and controlled up and down movement of the oil rigs while they're working as they dot the lot, um, as they kind of dot the scenery. And it's just like the same, I get the same feeling about windmills, like the, the wind farms because they move slowly and unnaturally, but they almost look alive. And there's a, that is really hard for like, you come in and you come in from Wyoming and you see that and it's like that is creepy looking. Well, it's I, I lived for seven years right next near a giant wind farm in Indiana, so because oh, there's, yeah. there's one right outside Lafayette and it's uh, it's actually really amazing to drive through it. Like the first time I drove to Lafayette when uh, my wife and I first moved there, we were looking at apartments and for some reason Google Maps took us on this like it didn't tell us to take the exit to the highway which is right next to the apartment complex. No, I don't know why. It had us get off on 231, like, so far away from town, but, like, drove us through the windmills. Like, on this little two-lane highway. And it was, well, first off, they are amazing close up. Like, because you don't, they look big from far away, but when you are, like, at the base of them, they are gigantic. Like, especially my, those ones. Um, my first actual, or no, um, not my first encounter, but one of my one of my most memorable encounters with windmills was I was driving towards Pennsylvania um, for a show, and it was night. 
and I saw the red blinking lights, but they were slightly offset. And I was like, what is that, an airport? No, that's not an airport, but it just, they, like, they were slightly offset, so they would blink out of turn. Yeah. And I was like, what in the hell? The the blade going in front of the light on the top of the tower. Yeah. So I just was... it was, it was pitch black except for these bright red lights. Yeah. It's like, I have driven through hell and it's in Pennsylvania. When, when you take I-65 uh, towards Lafayette from the north, like, so you're coming from Chicago and you're taking it towards Lafayette, there's a moment when you get to the, the wind farm where you crest over a hill and you don't see any windmills and then you go over this hill and it's just a sea of them. And when you do that in the dark, it is just this sea of red blinking lights across the horizon. Mm-hmm. And like it is, it is actually really kind of amazing, like especially in the snow. But I feel like that's got it. That's got kind of a ghost energy too. <laughs> like I mean, to bring it back to our whole discussion, like yeah. place, it's it's like when we talk about liminal spaces and having uh, places having an energy that you can't really that are unsettling or or they're they're not neutral. Just any kind of uh, place that feels not neutral well, I'm, I'm now convinced there's only one stake and shake i think you might be right all doors go into it so because i've i used to live near steak and shake i used to go there all the time in lafayette mm-hmm. because i lived equidistant between two steak and shakes and well you know what i take it back one of those steak and shakes is is unique because it's just like 10 feet smaller and dirtier but <laughs> the one we went to all the time by the highway was this really nice steak and shake and it was we went there like my wife and i would go there like pretty regularly like a couple times a month you know because it's a cheap dinner out and you know if you just feel like you need to get out of the house on a saturday milkshakes are good yeah yeah they are good i'm i'm a um although don't order the bar don't order the butter burger there it is not a, a genuine somebody, butter burger experience they have the somebody wisconsin told have, uh somebody told me to have that and it was good and i just like i felt it, like a ball of grease afterwards it's, it's it's not bad but like it's not like if if you can find a culver's you can have a real butter burger uh because they invented it yeah, uh culver's is king yeah but yeah. anyways like, but so over the past couple of weeks, I've had to drive out to, um, I had to first drive out to my cousin's wedding in Maryland. And then I had to, uh, an, another week, I say last couple of weeks, this, this episode's coming out like a month after I record this. So in September, I had to drive out to my cousin's wedding in Maryland. And I also had to drive to my brother-in-law's funeral in Southern Ohio, um, and so I ended up in Eau Claire. There's no steak and shake, but so I ended up back in steak and shake country again for a couple of times. And so I went to, we went to the steak and shake in Akron, Ohio, and the steak and shake in Middletown, Ohio. And it was the eeriest experience I've ever had because, like, I've gone to like I go to plenty of chain restaurants on the road. You know, it's because if you're driving somewhere and you don't know the town, the chain restaurant's the safe thing to do because you know what you're going to get. Um, you know, if you go into a but mcdonald's are all different mm-hmm. like every mcdonald's is completely different you know there's even, one even, there's one on our on the way to indianapolis we always take we call it the winchester mcdonald's because it is entirely covered interior wise yeah. with like five different kinds of plaid 
<laughs> Winchester as in Winchester Brothers from Supernatural. Yeah, gotcha. It's and my brain went to Winchester one. Mansion, and so I was like, are there stairs to nowhere in the bathroom? Um, well, there's a Winchester, uh, Indiana. Or no, there's a Winchester, Ohio. Ah. So like, But it's not the Winchester McDonald's. We just call it right. that. Right, there's right, another right. one on the border of Indiana that's just covered in bear, bear stuff. Yeah, but so that, like, they're all yeah. unique. When you go into a Steak and Shake, though, it is inch for inch identical. The claw machines even are in the same spots. The fake mm-hmm. plants in the corner by the bathrooms, the like the signs are placed exactly like they built these things within like an inch of each other. And so and then the t- the two times we went to Steak and Shakes over these the, these two trips, we were seated in the exact same booth. <laughs> so we sat in the same positions in the restaurant and it was the eeriest thing ever because they were identical to the, the one we used to go to all the time. So you have these like firm memories of not only have, I'm, have I been here before, I've been here a lot, except I've never been here before. And then it's, it's just, it's an eerie experience. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Like, so, you know, it's, I make jokes about this, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if any of these places end up haunted because in my experience, Haunted places tend to be the most mundane places. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, absolutely. I, I want to squeeze this in because we've been talking for a while. But I lived in a house that had a ghost. Mm-hmm. It was the most. It is. It, I actually live down the street from it now because I've managed to have, even over the past, uh, I've lived in Eau Claire, uh, probably a total accumulative of like twelve years. Um, just there was a chunk of Indiana in the middle. And I've had three addresses on this street. <laughs> I can actually, like, looking out my window, I can actually see my old apartment. Um, but not the haunted <laughs> one. Uh, but I used to live in this duplex down the street from about 2000 to 2003. So when I was uh, in my early 20s. Um, and I, I lived there with this uh, with the host of the Famicom Dojo podcast, Sean Orange. He, uh, <laughs> FamicomDojo.tv. Uh, <laughs> but so we we lived there and um we also had a we had a third roommate laura and like stuff kept moving around on us like we had two linen closets uh sean and i had the bedrooms on the first floor and then for like a chunk of it in the middle our friend laura uh, also rented like a room in the basement um but we had two linen closets and stuff kept moving between them and like, like towels would shuffle back and forth. And we don't know, like we had separate towels. We don't know how this kept happening. And like, we kept thinking that like, maybe like Sean kept thinking like, Oh, maybe he did it. And then like stuff would, but stuff would start getting knocked over in front of us. The cat, uh, (laughs) my roommate's cat, uh, Andromeda would like freak out at anything and run away. And so slowly over time, we began to be convinced that we had a third roommate. Mostly I became convinced first because I kept hearing snoring in my room when I was the only one in the house. I would hear snoring from the opposite corner of my bedroom from where my bed was. And at first I thought maybe the walls were thin and I was hearing one of my roommates, except... It literally happened once when I was the only person in the house. Like, I ran around the house checking, and I was... No one else was there. And that's when I yelled at it. 
and told it it could go anywhere else in the house but my room. <laughs> and that's when the snoring stopped. It worked. Oh, that thing that thing wanted attention. It's it was the most harmless experience I've ever had. <laughs> but it like would like my I put my like I have a driver's cap that I've I've had for um since it was my grandfather's head. I've had it since he died in ninety nine and it like I put it on the kitchen counter and it's literally it's it's a heavy it's a wool hat. This is not a light hat. And I put it on on the kitchen counter and it like I watched it slide off the horizontal counter onto the floor. <laughs> just just yeet, huh? Yeah, I was just like so you talk about like ghost cats jokingly, but I swear to god that's what this thing was because it just it because if you've ever experienced a cat that wants attention oh yeah it's just they just knock things over and then like sometimes they'll raise their paw and look at you um that's what this experience was like like and i would just like if you yelled at it it would stop (laughs) if if you yelled at it it would just stop doing anything it's i I had an ex-girlfriend who would not go into my house (laughs) because (laughs) It's, uh, like, it, it, surely she wouldn't, she refused to be alone in my house, like, in any room in that house. Wow. And, like, it was, it, I was just like, ah, it's just the thing that lives in the house. It's fine. Just, just deal with it. Just tell it to fuck off. I mean, it mostly was just annoying. It was, like, it's, like, people talk about, like, scary experiences living with ghosts, and I'm just like, man, that, that ghost was just just super annoying and it's why i cleanse every space i live in and put up massive warding not because i'm afraid of something coming to hurt me but because i don't want something knocking over my shit again and because it's annoying it's annoying and so there's a fun epilogue to this story that that duplex has it's it's been you know obviously it's been 15 years since i lived there that house has been bought and converted into a uh, like uh, an like an aid house for like uh, for people with Alzheimer's, like old people with <laughs> Alzheimer's assisted living. And this, this duplex is is now a small assisted living thing, and it says YOLO on the door. But all I'm thinking is that thing must be having a hell of a time. Oh my god! It's a house full of people who can't remember anything. That's hey, you know what? Maybe they'll make friends. Like <laughs> I. I mean, I don't know. I I worked with a couple people with dementia uh, when I was working at, at Camp Millhouse, and I've worked in uh, nursing homes before. So I mean, maybe they just maybe they both need someone to talk to. Maybe one of the the Alzheimer patients <laughs> can carry on a whole conversation with the ghost over in the corner that that just needs a friend. Well, maybe it works out fine. But I just feel bad because you know someone. Some old person might be complaining about the other person in their room and the the aid worker not believing them. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, so like I feel bad. Yeah, well, I mean, at least it'll be. I mean, at least they're not lonely. Yeah, no, it's so. <laughs> so, but that like it's like the most mundane looking duplex. I don't think that was the ghost of any like living person. I never saw any sign of that. And I'm pretty sure that no one ever died in that house. It's like it's I've lived in places where people have died. And oh, yeah, I like because my dorm (laughs) in college, 
Well, I lived in that but... in a cabin out in the woods for a while, and I'm sure someone died there. They kept telling me. <laughs> <laughs> like the um the the people who owned those cabins were also my employers, and they would tell you all about the Eagles family, and you know they. They were born here, and they lived here, and they died here. And it's like, well, that's comforting. (laughs) (laughs) But it's $100 a month, so I'm not going to pass that up. But, um, yeah, yeah, that, like, people had died in that that cabin, but I didn't feel anything, so I guess it was okay. (laughs) Well, then, you know, I'd I'd just kick anything out. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, although there's, like, so... It's actually to to drag this into witchcraft for a little bit. Like, I I see this thing where like people like are like I see people like inviting things in in their spells. Like I, when I browse the witchy tags on Tumblr and they talk about like oh and like you know invite this thing in. I'm like no don't. Nope, I nope out of that. No nope hello. nope 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 because like like I had like you know the the the, the ghost I lived with is was a harmless experience it was an annoying frustration it was like having a cat that you didn't sign up for and and freaking out the cat you did sign up for um (laughs) like it's uh but like i will tell you when i was a young person and stupid uh i'm not going to give the full details of the story mostly because it involves a bunch of people who uh might not want the world to know that they were involved in witchcraft and if i give away too many details about the time in my life that this took place like i'll say i was younger okay. uh, but that's a pretty big window i was within i'll say i was within the first five years of my being a witch and i've been a witch for 20 years but i was a witch oh so that like i'll give you that that clear so this hap- this story happened anywhere from 1997 to 2002 we'll include my year of study in that time frame um there was a thing in a place where a bunch of us uh, worked and spent a lot of time. And uh, it started out with one of those experiences where you see something and then someone else walks up to you and say, hey, do you see that? Oh, shit. So, <laughs> like, it's, it's... It's... Like, that's why I say there are other people involved because I'm like, this isn't like, you know, sometimes you're like, you think you, you think you think you think you see a person like or a form that's kind of translucent and like you think it's not like maybe you're hallucinating maybe it's a trick of your eyes but then like the other person sitting next to you say hey do you see that translucent guy like <laughs> and you already see it and you're like oh shit like you're you're hoping it's your eyes playing tricks uh i've had a couple of experiences like that uh with the same people we used to be kind of a magnet when we were together uh but not in a good way it's mm. uh, but so there was this thing and it was bad and it was uh but like we kind of accidentally picked a fight with it like i don't i'm not gonna say exactly what happened but it was probably minding its own business and then we got freaked out by it and tried to get rid of it Oh, man. And it wasn't like... Like, we didn't know exactly what we were doing. And uh, we tried to to, to, to to bind and excise something which was way more powerful than anything we expected. 
And uh, so when people talk about shadow people, mm-hmm. I don't like there's a lot of weird lore out there. But all I know is that if this thing hit you, it felt like something was pulling, like draining you of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the uh, best. My, yeah. My, uh, a friend that I had in, in um, who was living in one of the uh, retirement homes, uh, she, she wasn't in an accident. She was actually my mom's age. When she started, um, when she started dying, like her, her brain started started and she was on a bad medication when she started dying she would see shadow people a lot and i'm like i don't i don't doubt that in the place that you live because it was a terrible terrible nursing home but yeah i i know exactly what you're talking about they do they do drain absolutely everything out of you i don't believe any other lore about these things like there's so much like lore people have written down and i'm just like this sounds like ghost stories people are telling each other with no way to verify any of this all i know is that it looked like it was roughly person-shaped, looked like a walking shadow, and sure didn't want it to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And so we we tried to get rid of it, and that's when the fun started. Oh, um, no. This thing kind of targeted us over time. Like this get to the point where like I was in college, I was in my dorm, and I got a letter. <laughs> From one of my sister's friends who had never met me saying that after running after my website could tell that something was trying to attack me and that I really needed to get my shields up. And this is while this was happening, while this thing was coming after us. And this is a, random strangers are sending me letters that things are coming after me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is the, the weirdest, kookiest experience of my life. It's like... And and so I just put up shields and I was fine. Like it never bothered me again once I learned how to properly shield and wall myself. But it did keep going after someone else. Oh no! And it gave him a hell of a time. Like am I mind, mind, again. Like once I learned how to properly like shield and protect myself, like I was actually fine. Like it it wasn't really you know it's it's one of those things where you just shouldn't try to do things until you really know what you're doing. Uh, one of my friends had a much more negative experience, um, and uh, the the end solution after a couple of years is involved a binding spell that uh, involves multiple continents and uh, um, items being buried in different places in the world, and that made it stop happening. I'm but not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. That sounds like fantasy fiction. It and does, I would read right? That book. Like. How is this like, and I know that I'm saying this and that people are going to hear this and think that I'm full of shit. Like, it's, I know exactly how crazy this stuff sounds. And to be fair, like, I don't believe that anyone was ever in physical danger. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think this thing was capable of causing physical harm. It just was mean. And that stuff gets to you. And, I mean, yeah. like, I, it'll it will affect you physically, like through emotional and mental yeah. trauma. It, yeah. I don't think anybody can actually hit. Like, I don't know, like, what the limits are of a non physical being towards a physical being in a physical sense. Yeah, I'm sure there. I'm sure there are things that they can do, but right. even well, so, well, I've like, seen things it, move my hat off the counter, so the the harmless thing probably could have hurt me if it wanted to, you know, it could knock mm-hmm. a box off. 
it, it's so weird, it's, like, saying this stuff out loud, though, because I'm like, I know that this stuff happened, and I wouldn't believe any of this if someone, like, if I were literally, if I hadn't had these experiences and I was listening to someone else, like, say this on a podcast, I would think, <laughs> wow, that person's full of shit. Yeah, well, I mean, but to be fair, you've also had, you've heard your fair share of, like, full of shit shit. Like, yeah. there's, there's so <laughs> yeah. much... Like, there's a, um, there's a haunted place in Ohio. I've been reading up on this one because it sounds cool. Um, it's currently, it's the, um, Cuyahoga State Park. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Cuyahoga? Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. Okay. At least that's how I've always heard it. I could be wrong too. Who knows? I have never actually heard it, like, uh said out loud because <laughs> we don't really talk about it down here it's like two hours north of us if i lived up in cleveland probably i'd hear it more often it's, it's okay everyone mispronounces pokagon state park it's supposed to be pokagon pokagon i know pokagon right but yeah. everyone i know including everyone i've met everyone i've met who goes there and including people like in wisconsin i know who stopped through there um <clears throat> like i've been there like three times in the last month because i keep driving back and forth but it's everyone I know pronounces it Pokemon because of Pokemon. Pokemon. It's, yeah. Pokemon State Park. Well, I mean, um, I was having the hardest time uh, pronouncing Wapakoneta, the the place I told you that had the opera house. Yeah. Um, I uh, I compromised by training myself to say Waffle Cone Eater, <laughs> Wapakoneta. <laughs> anyway, yeah. sorry to interrupt your story. It's all right. I mean, it, wacky Ohio names. Anyway, um, the state park used to be a place called Boston Mills, and it was like an old mill town. There's tons of ghost towns in Ohio, uh, just like uh, or unincorporated communities that uh, they tried and it failed or or it just didn't work or something bad happened. Um, usually what happens is the, uh, the mill, mill that they were working with went under or they they could they could no longer mine the coal or the steel or whatever it is that was their livelihood at the time. So Boston Mills was one of those towns that people still lived there. And they um the government was like, well, well we want to reclaim this land for state park purposes. Um you guys got to leave. And people weren't happy about that. So there was lots of protesting and stuff like that but eventually it did become a state park that's where the truth ends that's all of the facts okay from there from there we have all of these wacky rumors and you can see them like you can see them develop based entirely upon like what the trends of the time were like the uh, boston mills i think closed in the 19 19- 30s something like that i don't have an actual timestamp on it but uh boston mills closed and then people started getting all these rumors because they they built the park but they left the houses up so people go through the park and they'd see all these structures yeah. and what used to be there and they would just go crazy with all of these stories <laughs> and <laughs> you know you can still see uh 
one one is that oh they they burned everything people were still inside the buildings and the ghosts roam around the park at night mm-hmm. so you get so that's that's the easy one so let's go into medium mode uh casual casual gamer mode um it was actually a chemical spill um, and uh, all of the townspeople mutated, and it was quarantined. And you had, <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. <laughs> but the Illuminati run out of the Denver airport. Yep, they had to. Um, so they quarantined the place, and the the, mute, the mutated people of Boston Mills still roam the fair gr- or the grounds. Like they really do that. They they people really believe that. That they are still around, that they are mutated, and they all have all these burn scars and like extra legs. That's something that people believe. So that's casual mode. Here's <laughs> hard mode. <laughs> Here's hard mode on this myth of um, of Boston Mills. That w- it was actually a group of Satanists. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> Are we talking Levian Satanists? Are we talking devil worship? What is our particular flavor? We're going with devil worship instead Ooh. of Levian Satanists. But I'm sure that this this probably started this rumor probably started around the nineties. So they might <laughs> oh, of have course you know, it did. <laughs> of course you know. You know all about that, don't you? Oh and they, Satanic Panic coming up in a later panic. episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you're gonna touch on that at some point. But um they People believed that the the town was actually a group of Satanists, and um, the government uh, had to get them to go, had to get them to disappear. You know, and and as a protest, they they built the town of uh, Cuyahoga or whatever uh, nearby, and and uh, still lived there, <laughs> secretly worshiping <laughs> the devil. And one of the ghosts that um, one of the ghosts that is is part of the haunting of of the state park is a bus full of children that was set on fire because of a Satanist who wanted to sacrifice all of the children to Satan, and the ghosts of the children roam the park. Like you can watch in real time oh, as dear this. Lord. As this very simple explanation goes from goes from oh there it's haunted because it's a ghost town to quarantine because of chemical spill to actual Satanists. Uh, chemical spill is just this cover story, man. It was to cover up all the devil worship, man. Yeah, actually, sure. If that's how you want to spin this, go right it, ahead. Man. Well, part of the reason why they thought that it was Satanist is because and they will cite I have seen photos of this and it as as a person who understands architecture it just baffles me like how do you not realize this the there is a church in the town that, where some of the um, some of the like awnings have a vaguely upside down cross shape it's a triangle it's a triangle and it's got a little extension in the middle bar to make a, to have like a little decorative filament. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not an upside down cross. It's a triangle, which means it's Illuminati, not Illuminati, <laughs> not man. Run out of the Denver airport. Exactly. 
So, like... I don't know, man, have you found the deep underground temple that Satan has secretly constructed in the 1920s? That, uh... <laughs> if, you, if you search... If you search the forest hard enough, man, you'll find the secret entrance. But you gotta look out, man. They still make blood sacrifice down there. I can make up anything. I'm this gonna add to the legend. You literally just like outlined my entire the entire book that I'm writing. So thank you. Um, <laughs> there are a ton of um, incorporated communities in Ohio that just failed, and they were like they were communist attempts, like in the 1920s, 1910s, and earlier. Um, before, you know, we had the Red Scare and all communism was bad forever. I, and grew, one of the, I grew up in, in the Milwaukee area. We had socialist mayors, man. The sewer socialists. Oh, can, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. There's one that, um, this is, I don't know if it is haunted or if it is just bad construction. Um, <laughs> that should be a, that sounds like a great tumbler. Haunted or just bad okay. construction. That's called McMansion Hell, I think you... Yeah. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, the place is called Utopia, which is probably the funniest part of it. Um, but it was just going to be this kind of communist area, and everybody was going to help each other, blah, 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 blah. Um, pr- trouble is, everyone hated each other. Like, all of the people who were involved in the building of it absolutely could not stand each other so it fell apart and that's like in the uh, late 1800s okay 1910s somebody else buys it and they say um they say well i like your idea but i'm gonna add spiritualism into it oh of course uh so they moved the mansion of the former mayor over to over to the lake that always that always gets your ghosts you move a house you get ghosts well here's how the ghosts happen um they moved the mansion over to Lake, and they were having this great big party to celebrate the formation of uh, the reformation of Utopia, Ohio. And they were having a big dance party and everything, and it rained, and it rained, and it rained, and the lake swelled, and the mansion caved into the lake, and so many people are dead now. Oh my god. <laughs> And that's the story of the haunting of Utopia, Ohio, and it's not really anything r- bad. It's just a bunch of dipshits who don't know how to well, do. Well, I mean, it, it's bad in the sense that people died. It well, I mean, like usually you have like a murderer or or a serial killer or a Satanist setting a fire, uh, a bus on fire full of orphans or something. Um, Very lit, you know. I know I called Satanist dicks in the first episode of this podcast, but very rarely have I ever heard of any of them lighting a bus of children on fire. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, I mean, <sighs> I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've never heard of anyone setting up, setting a bus of children on fire. I, I, I think that, I think that's literally what, uh, um, Wesley Snipes' character does in Demolition Man at the beginning. Gets him sent into cryo sleep. Like, you know, I I hate to I hate to say this. I have only seen De- Demolition Man once. It's okay. It's <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's 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 in in the in the list of bad movies that are so bad they're good. It's in that weird window after Jeffrey Dahmer's conviction and his murder in prison. It's in that mm-hmm. weird window because he's supposedly in the cryo prison. And so, like, that mm. was only, like, a five years, like, five or six years that Dahmer was in prison before he got killed. 
So it, it, it's a really specific time in history when that movie was made based on the... Speak. I grew up in Milwaukee, man. We knew, <laughs> There was a serial killer convicted while I was a kid. So he worked at Ambrosia Chocolate. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just worked there, huh? Yeah, he yeah. did. He did. Okay. Was, well, it, like, like I said, like I was a little kid, but it was all over the papers, like you know, and it was every piece of media consumed was about this, you know, massive serial killer who got caught in my hometown, you know, when I was a child living there. So you know, it's it kind of burns into your memory everything about those years. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But on the subject of Jeffrey Dahmer, he actually went to OSU, and yeah, he's um, from Ohio. Yeah, it all connects. See, there we go. And um, if you look on the on the website of things that are haunted in Ohio, you will find listings about Jeffrey Dahmer. Because if you if you mention Jeffrey Dahmer and OSU, it's haunted. Apparently, it's like he was only here for one semester. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like but, you know. It's Cato Kalin when he goes is not going to haunt UW Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. Even though you can find episodes of Cato and Friends on YouTube now that my my college like Cato Kalin went to my college. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, we my college doesn't have anything cool. It just has David Letterman and racist pizza. I feel like that's better than Cato Kalin. Yeah, this is the okay. So this is the first time I've actually heard that name. <laughs> the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh my god. See, like I was way too He was living on young. OJ's couch. See, I was, was way too young. Like I think I was 10 when oh, all of that was going down. Uh, I think I think that's a wonderful place to end the episode is on Kato Kalen on our episode about ghosts because nothing's more dead than that man's career. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Thank you for listening to uh, Bullshit Free Witchcraft. I have been Trey Dorn, and uh, thanking Lee Bradford for joining me this episode, and uh, also for sticking on to the end of episode three, which I technically never credited her for. Uh, if you want to financially support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. That's patreon.com slash Trey Dorn. And uh, if you want to follow this show on social media, you can uh, like it on Facebook at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. Or you can follow me on Twitter at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Or you can follow me on Tumblr at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. And as always, I'm having a rough time figuring out exactly what to say at the end of the show. So uh, this time around... Just, whenever possible, get spooky. Or something. I don't know. See you guys at the end of November sometime. (laughs) Fair. All right. (laughs) All right. That was good. All right. Was hey, gonna... we only made we made it to a, an hour, almost to an hour and a half this time. Well, Instead it's we've only been, we've only been recording for an hour and twelve minutes, and almost all of the this is almost all going into the show. This is just going to be a really long episode. It's the 
the Halloween episode on a witchcraft podcast. It can go long. You could split it into two if you wanted. I could. But I think I'll, that I think I'm just gonna toss it all like, like normally the show's only gonna be a half hour and I'm gonna preface that at the beginning of the show that this is gonna be a long episode and they don't normally be this long, but I think that all of this is too good. <laughs> I can't cut any of this. I think the part about the 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 flaming bus. I think the part yeah. about the flaming bus absolutely needs to stay in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. St- I'm gonna stop All recording right. now. All right.